Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. The last two weeks, we have taken a very close look at the eighth note. And why so much attention given to the eighth note? Well, as I have mentioned now several times, the eighth note, at least in my humble opinion, is the most critical and the most important of all jazz piano skills. It is because it's our interpretation of the eighth note that ultimately determines whether or not we are actually playing jazz. I cannot stress this enough. You have to be able to swing eighth notes. Bottom line, all aspiring jazz musicians, pianists or otherwise, must have a mental, physical, and oral command of the eighth note. So this is why we have spent the last two weeks exploring the eighth note, and this is why we're going to explore it even further today. Yes, three weeks we have set out to discover, learn, and play the eighth note. I love it. Last week, I made a point that it's human nature that we want to study and practice the good stuff, right? You know, the stuff that makes us sound like we're really smart and really advanced. Topics like Giant Steps, A Player's Guide to Coltrane's Harmony, or Contemporary Drop Two Voicings, or Polychord Structures. We love these types of titles and this kind of vocabulary. It's impressive, especially to the non-musician like our Uncle Fred. But the reality is simply this. If you cannot proper, properly articulate the eighth note, then it doesn't matter how much you know about Coltrane's harmony, drop two voicings, polychords, pentatonic patterns, or any other jazz concept. Poor articulation is poor articulation, and the complexity of the jazz concept will not disguise it. So, you may want to circumvent the eighth note and move on to hipper jazz skills, but sooner or later, you will have to confront the eighth note articulation, and specifically your eighth note articulation. I highly recommend making it sooner than later. It will save you a ton of time in the long run. One of my favorite sayings is, there is no longer way to get anywhere than by taking a shortcut. And it's certainly true when it comes to the study of jazz and jazz piano. This Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time, I will be live online as I am every Thursday evening to discuss the most current podcast episode and, of course, answer any questions you may have regarding the study of jazz piano. The Thursday Night Masterclass is a tremendous follow-up to the podcast episode and a definite 
value-added experience for all of us. So mark it on your calendars, Thursday evenings, 8 p.m. Central Time. Join me online. The Zoom link needed to join the class is posted every week on my social media, my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. So be sure to follow me. Plus, it's posted on the homepage of the Jazz Piano Skills website. Okay, we started our eighth note journey with playing quarter notes. Playing four quarter notes, ascending and descending, in time with a great swing feel. And yes, quarter notes swing. I want to stress this jazz fact. Are you listening? If you cannot make four quarter notes sound and feel good going straight up and down using the root, third, fifth, and seventh of a chord of a sound, then there is no point incorporating eighth notes into the mix. I am totally serious. Spend time practicing playing quarter notes with a nice, relaxed feel and articulation. I made the point last week that if you told any professional jazz musician you're practicing quarter notes and eighth notes and how to properly articulate each, the quarter note and the eighth note, they would be totally blown away they would be thinking to themselves, man, this person is serious about learning how to play jazz. After starting with the quarter note, we added eighth note pairs on each count of the measure and isolated them on count one, on count two, count three, and count four. If you have not listened to the May 12th podcast, then hit the pause button on this episode and go back and listen to it. While you're at it, check out last week's episode as well. In that episode, we created eighth note groupings and moved them around from the first half of the measure to the second half of the measure. We then split or separated the eighth note groupings and place the eighth notes on counts one and three, and then on counts two and four. I also stressed how important it is to rhythmically sing the patterns to help humanize our articulation. In other words, we want our musical lines to sound vocal-like, to sound natural, to sound human. The best way to achieve this is to sing, to sing internally. We do not want our melodic lines to sound mathematical. It's much better to internally sing da, voo, da, voo, da, than it is to say one, two, and three, four, and. Did you catch that? It's so much better to sing than to say. Sing your line using syllables 
instead of saying your line using numbers. Big difference. And it impacts your articulation monumentally. We did all of this eighth note exploration using the C dominant chord and practiced ascending and descending through the sound, playing the root, third, fifth, and seventh, C, E, G, B flat. So, over the past two weeks, we have covered a lot of ground and a lot of material. To help you thoroughly and efficiently discover, learn, and play the eighth note articulation and the various eighth note patterns, I developed three educational guides for you to use when studying and practicing. I do this for every podcast lesson, and I highly recommend that you add these resources to your educational library. The illustration guide helps you discover the jazz piano skill conceptually. The imagery, the graphics are amazing. They're beautiful. You've heard me say this a thousand times. I'm going to continue to say it. Your physical growth as a jazz pianist depends 100% on your mastery of jazz piano skills mentally. It's your conceptual understanding that drives that physical development. Imagery, the graphics, allow you to mentally, visually, right, digest the shapes and sounds of jazz, which in turn fuels your physical and oral mastery. The second guide, the lead sheet guide, uses traditional musical notation to help you successfully learn the jazz piano skill physically, to play the skill under your fingers, right? To learn it. If you're a reader and you like seeing the notes, the concepts placed upon the musical staff, then the lead sheets are perfect. You'll love them. You'll enjoy having them sit on, sitting on your piano as a quick reference when you, when you are getting the various harmonic shapes, the melodic lines under your fingers, right? Learning the geography, as I like to say. There are 12 lead sheets for each podcast episode, one for each of the 12 keys, right? So not just for the one key that I demonstrate, that I use to demonstrate the jazz concept in the podcast, but for all 12 keys, simply invaluable. In the third educational guide, the play-along guide, which, which are play-along tracks. And again, I, I provide play-along tracks for all 12 keys. And these play-along tracks are perfect to help you successfully play the jazz piano scale, right? The scale, the eighth notes that are being taught in, in last week's, in the previous week's podcast lesson, and in this week's podcast episode. The play-along tracks help you develop a strong sense of internal time, plus the proper jazz feel and articulation that we are spending so much time discussing. A teacher, and I've said this before as well, a teacher cannot teach you time and feel, right? You must experience them in order to properly develop them. And there is no better way to do this than to use quality play-along tracks. 
Bottom line, I cannot stress enough how beneficial the educational podcast guides are for expediting your discover, learn, and play process. Be sure to check them out at jazzpianoskills.com. Go to the homepage, go to the website, click on the podcast link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and you're good to go. All of the podcast episodes are there. The educational guides are there as well. If you download the educational guides and have questions, you can always send me a quick voicemail message using the SpeakPipe widget that is nestled directly beneath each podcast episode. Or post your question in the Jazz Piano Skills forum and let the Jazz Piano Skills community help you. Or attend the Thursday evening Jazz Piano Skills class at 8 p.m. Central Time and get your questions answered face-to-face. You can't beat it, right? Many ways to get help through Jazz Piano Skills. And again, my entire goal is to provide you with the very best jazz piano lessons, the very best jazz piano educational materials and support that's available anywhere today. So this week we are going to expand our exploration of the eighth note, part three, right? You are going to discover extended eighth note groupings. And you're going to learn how to methodically use extended eighth note groupings for developing a proper jazz articulation. And you are going to play extended eighth note groupings throughout the measure and beyond. So regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an experienced professional, you will find this podcast, this jazz piano lesson, to be very beneficial. So let's get started. As I mentioned, this week we are going to extend the eighth notes beyond the first or second halves of the measure. And we're going to begin with placing eighth notes on counts one, two, and three of the measure. Then we will flip the pattern and place the eighth notes on counts two, three, and four of the measure. And after we extend the eighth notes to cover both the first and second halves of the measure, we are going to place eighth note pairs on all four beats of the measure. And in doing so, we have methodically progressed from our starting point two weeks ago when we started with quarter notes on all four beats of the measure to now having eighth note pairs on all four beats of the measure. This is a very cool rhythm progression to practice. It's very thorough and a very effective way to develop a solid eighth note jazz articulation. Now, before I play these patterns, I want to stress, as I did last week, and as I did a little earlier in this episode, the importance of singing these patterns, singing them internally as you play them. If your mind is not actively engaged singing the rhythm, 
and feeding your hands accordingly, then I promise you, nothing jazz-like is going to be produced by your hands. Again, the bottom line, don't leave your hands out there on their own. If you do, it will not be pretty. You will not like what your hands play. I guarantee it. And one more point. Don't be a scaredy cat, right? If you're not comfortable with rhythmically singing, then you need to get comfy as quickly as possible. Make this a priority. To clarify this point further, by rhythmically singing, I mean attaching some kind of verbal syllables to the rhythm. Last week, I used da and vu and di to help me successfully articulate various quarter eighth note patterns. And I'm going to do the same for each of the musical lines that I play today. So the first rhythmic line I want to demonstrate begins with a quarter note. I want to do this one first. I think I mentioned earlier that I was going to start with eighth notes on counts one, two, and three, followed by a quarter. I'm going to flip it here. I'm going to start with a quarter note on count one, followed by a pair of eighth notes on counts two, three, and four. I am going to sing this line like this. Da, voody, voody, voo, da. So da, D-A, is how I'm imagining that, is my quarter note, da. My eighth notes are voody, voody, voo, da. Okay, a little slight different articulation on the end there. So I get da, voody, voody, voo, da. Now, the challenge is to play each eighth note pair, each voody, with a long, short articulation where the long is played as long as possible and the short is played as long as possible. Yes, you heard that correctly. We want to play the short as long as possible as well. In other words, we want to make sure that each eighth note is played for their entire intended value. And by doing so, we end up playing with a nice, we end up producing a very nice, legato, smooth articulation. What we want to avoid is the high school band interpretation of jazz eighth notes, right? That, that sounds like something like this. You hear that all the time, right? high school bands, and they call the band director says, hey, that's jazz. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> okay, I don't want to get off topic. That's a whole nother podcast episode. But anyway, we went to play with a very nice legato, very smooth articulation. So let's bring in the ensemble, and let's listen to the first demonstration for today. Let's check out the quarter note on count one, followed by eighth notes on counts two, three, and four. Again, da, voody, voody, voo, da. Okay? So here we go. Oh, and don't forget, sing the rhythms as I am playing them. 
take advantage of this opportunity right now to practice. Okay? All right, so here we go. Let's check it out. Very nice. Did you see, did you hear how important rhythmic singing is? And again, if you are not singing internally, you will not articulate the eighth note correctly. In fact, you want to get to the point that you are not even consciously aware that you're singing anymore, that the singing that your singing is taking place just naturally. Does that make sense? You want to do it so much that it simply becomes a habit that you are no longer even aware that you even do it. I know I'm showing my age here, but I remember growing up watching t- uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, the best ever, right? And I would always get a kick out of his monologue because he always had the same quirky body movements, right? Same hand gestures and facial expressions. He would always turn side to side, lean backwards, uh, and, and with his right hand, index finger, he would always reach up and touch the side of his nose. He would also sit at his desk and flip his pencil uh, constantly. And I remember one time Rich Little, uh, he, Rich Little was, I don't even know what even happened to Rich Little anymore, uh, but it, he was an impersonator, right? He did impersonations, and he was on the show, and he did an, uh, he, and he did an impersonation, of course, he, uh, of Johnny Carson. And when he was done, and after everyone was done laughing, Carson looked at Rich Little and he said, do I really do all those gestures? And the, basically the entire audience in unison shouted, yes. And Ed McMahon could not stop laughing because he, he knew it to be true because he witnessed it every night, right? So the point is this. He did those gestures for so many years 
that he wasn't even aware that he was doing them. And in fact, he acted surprised when discovering that he had repetitive gestures. This is how you want to become with rhythmically singing your melodic lines. It has to become second nature. Okay, let's move on to pattern two. Now we are going to move our extended eighth note grouping to counts one, two, and three with the quarter note placed on count four. I'm not going to say one and two and three and four. Nope. Not going to approach it mathematically. Instead, I'm going to sing my syllables. For this rhythmic pattern, I'm going to sing it like this. Voody, 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 da. Right? So it's voody, 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 da. So let's bring in the ensemble and check it out. Oh, and before I play, I want you to notice how I purposely place sets of four arpeggios. And by the way, I'm just ascending today. Of course, we can do these patterns descending too, but I'm just doing ascending. And I want you to notice how I play the chords for uh, in sets, right? I, I mean, I play the arpeggios in sets, uh, and then I play... Uh, chords for a little bit before I start my next set. And th this is intentional. So what I'm doing is I am taking a break from playing the eighth notes so I can assess and correct. The break, where you hear me just comping, playing chords in between the arpeggios, the rhythmic patterns, that break gives me an opportunity to assess the good, bad, and ugly of my playing, of my articulation. And it gives me an opportunity to determine what I need to do to correct it. So you probably heard me do this in the first demo, and I will be doing it for the remaining demos as well. I strongly encourage you to utilize this approach when practicing as well. Okay, so here we go with demonstration two. Voody, 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 da right? Sing it with me as I play. So here we go. Let's bring in the ensemble and let's check it out.
Very cool. I am trying to play each eighth note. Hopefully you notice this, that I'm trying to play each eighth note in each eighth note pair. I'm trying to play each eighth note for their entire intended value. And in doing so, play with a nice legato, smooth articulation, right? Like I mentioned earlier. I want the first eighth note, the long eighth note, to be played as long as possible. And I want that second eighth note, the short eighth note, to be played as long as possible, too. Not easy. But made a whole lot easier when I sing it. It's next to impossible if I try to think of it mathematically or if I don't think of it at all and leave my hands out there on their own. In the discussion I had with everyone in last week's Thursday night masterclass, again, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time, I described the sensation of playing eighth notes as if someone has reins on you and they are gently holding you back so you do not get out in front of the beat. You want to stay behind the beat as far as possible, of course, without losing time. This is what jazzers refer to as being laid back, right? You've probably heard that expression. It's not an easy field to develop. It's not an easy field to play. This is why spending time practicing your eighth note feel, articulation, is so vitally important. This is why we have spent the last three weeks dedicated to getting a solid grasp on the importance of this essential jazz piano skill. Okay, on to our next rhythmic pattern. We are now going to play eighth notes on all four beats of the measure, on all four counts. And as we have done with all of our rhythmic patterns, we're going to articulate it vocally. We're going to sing it. And this is how I'm going to be singing it. I'm going to sing it voody, 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 voodoo. Again, voody, 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 voodoo. Just like that. Keeping those long shorts as long as possible. Very smooth articulation, legato. So let's bring in the ensemble. Let's get ready to sing. Here we go. Let's check it out. All right, here we go.
very, very cool. When you can play eighth notes through the entire measure with a laid-back feel, you are on your way to becoming an accomplished jazz musician. Now, when arriving at this point, anything you play will sound like jazz. Remember how I stressed in the last two podcast episodes that the reality is it's not what you play, it's how you play it? How true this is. We can simply take the root, third, fifth, and seventh of a chord, play them as eighth notes, ascending or descending, play with a good jazz articulation, and it sounds hip. It sounds like jazz. You know why? Because it is. It's jazz. When any note is played with a proper jazz articulation, it's jazz. Which proves the point that it is not the notes that define jazz. It's the feel. It is so important that you read good information about studying jazz and that you use great materials when practicing jazz. I mentioned earlier the educational guides, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the playlongs that are available for you to download, and I strongly suggest that you do. They're invaluable, and they will maximize your musical growth and help you successfully digest today's lesson. But I also want you to check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. This is a tremendous sequential jazz curriculum that utilizes a self-paced format packed all kinds of goodies. Detailed instruction and illustrations, educational talks, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets that you can download, have access to high-definition video demonstrations that I play in all 12 keys, play-along tracks, lead sheets, support, and of course mobile access. Be sure to check it out at jazzpianoskills.com, the Jazz Piano Skills courses and the educational guides. All right, on to pattern four. Now, we're going to have a little fun and stretch out a little bit. I'm going to play eighth notes through the entire dominant sound. We're going to play the seven notes of C dominant, and which, by the way, I think I've mentioned I, I have been using C dominant exclusively in all three of the podcast episodes exploring the eighth note. So I'm going to continue in that in that mode, taking the C dominant, and I'm going to play through the entire sound, uh, the root, third, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, or the notes C, E, G, B flat, D, F, A. All right? And I'm going to play them as eighth notes. And I'm going to try to keep that voody, voody, voody articulation going from the root all the way up to the 13th, right? My long, short, but keeping my long as long as possible and my short as long as possible, but exp- 
expand the sound to go all the way from the root to the 13th. How cool is this, right? So let's bring in the ensemble. Let's check it out. Let's see what this sounds like. C dominant from the root to the 13th, working on eighth note articulation. Here we go. was that? Playing eighth notes through the entire sound. Playing the whole enchilada for the dominant sound for C. Of course, you should explore each dominant chord in this very same way. Playing eighth notes through the entire sound, from the root to the 13th. In fact, you should go even further. You should apply this same approach to each of the primary sounds of music, major, dominant, minor, half-diminished, and diminished. Explore each sound from the root to the 13th. Again, can't encourage you enough to check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. Courses 3 through 6 do exactly that. They explore... Uh, each of the sounds, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished, they explore each of those sounds, taking you right by the hand and helping you go right from the to the seventh, to the ninth, to the eleventh, to the thirteenth. So check them out. You'll be glad that you did, I promise. Check them out. Okay, our final pattern for today. I'm going to have some fun. And I'm going to improvise using quarter notes and eighth notes only. I'm going to say that again. Quarter notes and eighth notes only. From the root through the 13th. That's my playground right there. From the root to the 13th of the C dominant sound. I'm not going to use any other notes other than quarter notes and eighth notes and I'm not going to use notes that fall outside of the harmony. 
outside of the sound. I'm going to use chord tones only. Root, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, eleventh, thirteenth. No approach tones that do not belong to the chord. The point is this. You can make a whole lot of music using quarter notes and eighth notes and chord tones only. I want you to hear that word only. Quarter notes, eighth notes, chord tones only. Okay, so here we go. Let's, let's see what happens. So let's check this out. Here we go. amazing. It's hard to believe, right? Only quarter notes and eighth notes. Chord tones. Only. Think about this for a second. If you can swing quarter notes and eighth notes using the chord tones for each of the primary sounds of music from the root to the 13th, what kind of jazz pianist do you think you would be? I'll tell you. You would be a very good jazz pianist. A very good jazz pianist. It would seem to me, then, that your number one order of business should be to develop an authentic jazz eighth-note feel, which can be applied to the chord tones of each of the primary sounds from the root to the 13th. Forget about the impressive topics and subjects like George, George Russell's Lydian Chromatic Concept or Giant Steps, A Player's Guide to Coltrane's Harmony, and so on. Worry about these concepts later, actually much later, and begin to focus on really and truly learning how to play jazz. And you do this by focusing on learning how to swing 
quarter notes, and eighth notes using chord tones of the five primary sounds of music. And there you have it. You now know the secret. You have arrived at the gateway to becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. It's pretty exciting. I'm thrilled for you. Congrats. So, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson on the eighth note, part three, to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. Don't forget, I will see you Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass online at 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about this lesson or the study of jazz in general. Also, download the educational guides for this podcast lesson at jazzpianoskills.com. They're a tremendous resource that will expedite your discover, learn, and play process exponentially. And while you're there, you should check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses and the Jazz Piano Skills forums. Join the community, get involved, make some new friends, and have some fun. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My office extension is 211. By email, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or use that speak pipe widget found on the uh, website as well attached to all the podcast episodes. Use the speak pipe widget and you can send me a, a direct voicemail and I get it immediately and I'll respond to you immediately as well. Okay, so that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.